Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Willie King and this is The Bigger Picture. Stocks have ended higher last Friday on the back of softer-than-expected inflation data that came out last week and the US stock market have posted solid gains for the first quarter of this year. This is despite the steep sell-off in bank stocks after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature has sparked fears over a broader financial crisis. This week, there are also a slew of many economic data which are coming out, which I'm watching for, and I'm looking to unpack all this together with Matt Taylor, who is joining us on the show. Uh, he is the Senior Director of FTI Consulting. Hey, Matt, how are you? Morning. Very well, Willie. How are you? Hey. So markets have ended on Friday, you know, higher last uh, last Friday in the US. And it seems like a good start for Asia after we got some softer than expected inflation data. So can you just quickly comment, you know, what are the in- potential impact and what you are seeing, you know, with the inflation data coming out? Yeah, so it is a positive start to the fresh trading week here in Asia. Uh, mostly helped out, though, by the fact that we're seeing oil prices moving higher mm. as a result of a surprise cut from OPEC at the weekend. So markets in Australia and Japan uh, that have a number of uh, oil-related counters are doing particularly well. But let's just recap that action in the United States on Friday. We had the major indices up by more than 1% after we did get that better-than-expected news out on the inflation front. And in fact, uh, to round out the quarter, it was the best three months that we've seen for the NASDAQ uh, since 2020. But more on that in a moment. But first, uh, when it comes to those inflation numbers, uh, this is the Fed's favoured measure of inflation that came out on Friday, the core personal consumption expenditure index or the PCE. And it strips out some volatile items like energy and food costs. So it gives you perhaps a little bit more of a reliable picture of, of the inflation or cost pressures. And it rose by just 0.3% uh, in the month of February. That was less than the 0.4% that economists had expected. So it was just slightly better. On a year-on-year basis, the PCE rose by 4.6% in February. That was a slight deceleration from January as well. So this is all building in to the narrative that perhaps inflation may have peaked and central banks are perhaps not going to have to be as aggressive as they were only a few months ago to try and get sky-high inflation under control. At 4.6%, it is still particularly high, but at least uh, we are starting to see a bit of a trend, a downward trend when it comes to inflation numbers. So uh, that helped out markets on Friday. It's helping us out in Asia today. Uh, And for the month, last month, the month of March, I can't Mm. believe it's April already, uh, we had the Dow up (laughs) by almost 2% for the month. The NASDAQ was the strongest performer, up by 6.7%. Over the first quarter, though, the NASDAQ as I said, it was its best quarter since 2020. It was up a whopping 16.7%. The Dow's performance, though, overall in the first three months of the year was just flat. So it shows you that uh, perhaps some movement that we got in money market rates, uh, which particularly affects tech stocks, uh, really put a rocket under, under some of those names uh, yep. to see the NASDAQ up by 16.7%. Mm. Do you think, you know, based on just what you said and with the U.S. regional banks, you know, having that contagion in fact, you know, in the recent weeks, uh, you also talk, spoke about how the market's uh, gains have been pretty positive over the last quarter. Do you think that investors are jumping ahead too far? You know, are they a bit too optimistic here? Or, you know, is this where investors should be actually uh, picking up the opportunities? Well, I'll have to wait and see. I mean, there has been a lot of volatility in the markets as well. And I think the fact that we had 
such divergent performance amongst a number of the uh, main broader indices, for instance, the NASDAQ performing strongly, uh, but the Dow itself uh, was basically flat over the first three months of the year, Mm. uh, shows that there is a lot of volatility out there. And you mentioned that there are going to be a number of key data points that we're watching this week as well. We've got a couple out in Asia. We've got some private sector manufacturing out of China, also some numbers coming out uh, of Japan. But one of the big things that we will be watching this week, and again, this could influence the direction of markets as well, uh, because it is closely watched data and it will be the key non-farm payrolls mm. report due out of the US on Friday. Uh, the economy there expected to have created about 235,000 jobs in the month of March. That will be down slightly from the more than 300,000 in February. The unemployment rate set to remain steady at 3.6%. So we continue to to battle with this high inflation, tight labor market picture. What will it mean for central banks? These numbers will be watched very closely, uh, given uh, that all eyes are seemingly on central banks and what the Fed will do. Are we at this point in the cycle where the Fed is perhaps going to pause, uh, not be as aggressive, not move on rates uh, as aggressively as, as it was in the past, or is it still going to have to continue to move rates higher what is the the fallout that we're seeing from the banking space mean as well for the state of the US economy? So these data points, when you you know look at it in conjunction with uh, what's happening in, in the banking space, all really important for investors. Mm. And just moving on to Australia. So the Royal Bank of Australia's decision also will be out tomorrow. And this is really a closely watched meeting. So could we see sort of a pause from the central bank this time around? Well, that's... Um, I don't know, the $64 million question. Uh, <laughs> a busy week in Asia when it comes to data points and, of course, with this decision out of the Reserve Bank of Australia. It's unclear exactly what the RBA is going to do because economists are fairly split on whether or not we will see a rate hike of 25 basis points or whether the central bank will pause at this meeting, given that last week we had some softer inflation data there as well. There are only monthly numbers. But the figure came in uh, weaker than expected. Nonetheless, it was still sitting at around 6.8% uh, on a year-on-year basis when you look at uh, the consumer price index. However, the Reserve Bank at its last meeting hinted that it may now look to pause uh, in interest rates uh, if you know inflation conditions uh, are suitable for it to do that. So that decision is out tomorrow. Uh, it will be closely watched. Will we see a 25 basis point hike that will take rates there up to 3.85% or will we see uh, a pause which is really one that's captivating market watchers out there ahead of that meeting. Mm. I'm speaking with Matt Taylor, Senior Director of FTI Consulting. Thank you so much Matt for joining us on the show and hope to speak with you again soon. Thanks Willie. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.